Dear Diary, Making the decision to immigrate to Calgary felt like I was placing an Amazon order for freedom, endless possibilities, social security, and a beautiful world of seamlessly integrated multiculturalism. Only instead of autofilling my credit card information, clicking buy now and receiving my package the next day, I spent months filling out paperwork and acquiring various documentations. And I spent years waiting for my visa. And when my metaphorical package finally did arrive, it wasn't exactly what I ordered. We're Onya and Tomi, and on Diary of a Niger Immigrant, we're talking about what happens after you buy that one-way ticket. We'll chat with guests and hear their immigration stories. We'll commiserate, celebrate wins, and gossip about recent microaggressions. Buckle up, y'all. Welcome to part two of our conversation with Maria. If you missed part one, be sure to check that out first and then join us back here. Now let's get to it. We're beautiful, but we don't see it. Mm-hmm. There's beauty in everything, including in ourselves, but we don't see it. And he hit me, and I looked at the mirror, and I said, Maria, you're beautiful. I had a good laugh. I laughed. I was like, <laughs> this woman, you don't decrease. <laughs> <laughs> this is madness. <laughs> Just because you told yourself that you're oh beautiful. My gosh, you're I like, like, I'm crazy. Oh, you're joking. <laughs> that is what so a Like, you didn't believe it, <laughs> no. that you are beautiful. I didn't even. I was like, no way. And why so, is that? Like, why didn't you believe it? I had this conversation with my daughter. Mm-hmm. I grew up in a very big home. Yeah. And we were so loved. And we are so, so close-knit. My husband can't even believe how close we are. And mm-hmm. the kind of things we talk about. But you know what? I don't know. It was that generation. I would say, and if my mom hears this, she's going to cry her eyes out. Mm-hmm. But she verbally abused us. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. she would call us, like, the nastiest of names until I... Like, and the thing is, if she just called us random names, Mm. it wouldn't have like stuck. But it was always each one of us kind of had like. It was consistent. Yes. Like, oh, look at the shape of your head or, oh, my God, you're so I used to be so, so skinny and Mm. I was such a picky eater. I was a very bad eater. So I can say I was maybe malnourished. I was so skinny. I would Mm. not eat anything. So my mom would always use that against me, like, oh, and that's why you're so skinny. And then if I do something, she'll be like, well, I'm sure your heart is as skinny as you are. Like, it's dried out. There's wow. no, no, this kind of stuff. Yeah. But she always used to tell me something, and it was kind of like a curse, but it was a blessing. She would tell me that, you know what? You know what's going to save you in this life? The man you marry has to love you beyond anything in this life. That's the only mm. thing that will bail you out. You're such a lazy person. Oh, my God. But you know what? Mm-hmm. I pray for you that when you grow up, you marry someone who loves you so much. And she kept saying oh. that. And oh, my God, how my husband loves me. <laughs> you know? So that was kind of like a curse by a blessing. Yeah. Anyway, so growing up with that um, self-image of, oh, you're so skinny. Um, oh, you're this. Oh, you're that. I believe that because I lived it like all my growing up days. Mm-hmm. So I believed it. And I was telling my daughter just yesterday, I said, the first time someone told me I was beautiful was in my, um, I think I was in SS1. I think here they call it grade 10. Okay. And this girl said, oh my God, you're so beautiful. And I did a double take. Like I looked like, I was yeah, looking for like, are you talking you to me? Talking <laughs> to? And she was like, oh my God, just look at you. And I'm like, 
what does mm-hmm. this person want from me? Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah so yeah. so that's it. So I hear people say, oh, you're so beautiful. Oh, you're so cute. Oh, you're this or you're that. And sometimes I feel like, oh, maybe it's my essence. You know, maybe mm. I'm just a kind person. Maybe I just give this aura. I always mm. make excuses. But then I read a book and in book it says, the next time someone pays you a compliment, say thank you. Don't negotiate. Don't argue. Mm-hmm. Just say thank you. Accept it. You don't compliment yourself. Someone compliments you. Accept it. Mm-hmm. So the next time maybe someone said something positive to me, I said, thank you very much. <laughs> 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 You're like, I'm so uncomfortable. <laughs> <laughs> for your mind. <laughs> you know. So that was it for me. And mm-hmm. then when I started, like when I realized that my body listens to me, mm-hmm. then I started practicing saying, you're beautiful. And one day I looked at the mirror. I was like, but you know you're beautiful. And I was like, I actually do, mm. but I'm not comfortable accepting it. And mm. I was asking myself, why? And I did have a reason. Mm. So my husband came back and I told him that day. I said, I have something I have to tell you. And he said what? And I said, I realized I'm beautiful. And then he was like, okay, um, what's for dinner? <laughs> I was so mad. <laughs> I was like, this is something I've struggled all my life. He was mm. like, but I always Exactly. Trouble. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, I just don't get it. Sometimes I feel like you're actually fishing for compliments. Mm. I said, no, it's genuine. It's true. I've never felt beautiful exactly. before. Mm. And I was like, wow. But I tell you all the time, like, I don't know what I, you want me to do. And like, it doesn't matter in that way, right? There is nothing yeah, he could say that would yeah. make you believe yeah. it. Yeah. So I said, I looked at the mirror and I was like, who are you kidding, Maria? You, you're not bad. Come on. <laughs> okay, at least you're cute. <laughs> and I was thinking, I was like, yeah, it is. And that day, that's the day I put scissors to my hair. I mm. chopped it off. And I was laughing. I thought I, I actually thought I lost my mind because yeah. I, I was laughing. I was like, oh my God, so you're beautiful and now you're cutting off your hair. <laughs> <laughs> you want to tell but the was beauty. That, but was that the confidence that you need to be like, what I this is something I want? Or what did what was that connection? I never really liked um having like keeping hair. Yeah. It's just too much work. Yeah. Mm. So but I've just kept it because I felt it was part of what made me a what, woman, yes. what made me beautiful. I mean, what if I chop off my hair and I'm not cute? Like, yeah. You know, like That's that. Exactly. You wanted to exactly. test the beauty. Yeah. And I <laughs> took it. I cut the hair off and I loved it. Mm. This is me. This is who I am. When was that? Um, last year. Oh, really? <laughs> last yeah. year. Long it's to realize. Long. Yes. And my <laughs> friend told me that so you're never going to make your hair. And I said, no. And then she said, um, then she said, but you, I think you looked, I can't remember who you were, where you had hair. Then someone was celebrating a birthday and I mm. shared a picture of the person, but it's an old picture. And this same friend texted me and said, oh my God, you look so much better without your hair. Like the hair looks great, but no, this the short hair is you. Mm. This is I just said I've known you all my life with hair, but the short hair actually suits you way better. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And then I also just woke up and said, you know what? No more makeup. Mm-hmm. Really? I, I woke up and I said, no more makeup either. Mm. What kind just... of makeup did you used to wear? Like, did you used to wear a lot of makeup or? Not really, but I used to use, like, sometimes I'll use foundation. Sometimes yeah. I'll use, like, eyeliners, mascara. I'll struggle with my brows, mm-hmm. lipsticks, 
whatever. And was it all stuff that you kind of felt like you had to do or you should yes, be doing? Like, yeah, you know, it wasn't like, like you were like, I love doing my makeup. Yeah, it no, was just, no, yeah. At all. Like, uh, in fact, I sometimes have to, I remember I was talking to someone, I was like, oh my God, I really struggle with makeup. I said, how about you watch YouTube? And I was like, sure, the next time I'm going out, I'll watch YouTube. I didn't know I had to watch it ahead. Mm, so I was going like, to go out and then I was like, yeah, YouTube, how to makeup. <laughs> and then I set my three four makeup sets yeah and then i turn on youtube like use an angle brush and i'm like use a beauty blender and i'm like um, and then you can now contour i'm like okay. <laughs> do you not own any of those <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. so i was just like you know what I'm just going to go without. Mm -hmm. mm. But to be very, very honest, I'm not really a makeup person. I don't even think I wore makeup on my wedding day, which mm. is the day people would like the Words most go yeah. all out. Yeah. 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 So, but even the little I used to do, I just woke up one day and I was just like, no, mm. I don't want to anymore. Mm. And I still do. Like today, I think I have like powder on, mm -hmm. but that's because I was very tired and just coming from field trip with grade three, fed <laughs> graders. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to, I don't want to look tired. Mm -hmm. So I just put on some brown powder mm. and I'm good. So, yeah. I, I love that and I love that evolution and it's so true I mean obviously I can like connect so much with this idea of like somebody giving you a compliment and you're just kind of like oh whatever and <laughs> yeah. it seems you know, almost people think you're like stuck up or like you said like fishing yeah. for compliments and you're yes. like no I just genuinely think you're lying yeah. And, yeah. and someone could tell you over and over and over again mm -hmm. and it mm -hmm. will not matter until you get there yourself right. and obviously it sounds like you really got there which is so amazing mm -hmm. I'm curious circling back to that um that thing your mother said and yes shout, shout out to our moms that they did the best they could African but moms. African they, moms. they did the best they could but who there is damage yeah. there is, so yes. so yes. i'm definitely like yes um but yeah you may said your mom had made that comment about you know a man and essentially positioning it as like you know you better hope you find a man who will love you and i know for me if that was something i was hearing growing up i would really take that as like a man is the only thing that can kind of redeem you or, or right, like, you know, right. make you enough or worthy of love. Right. And I'm curious to know, was that a factor in your journey to like, you know, find a partner or, mm. and was that something that you had to kind of overcome to really say like, I as myself am enough? Or did that feel like something that maybe you just kind of already knew and wasn't super ingrained? So in the context that she would say that, she won't say it like a man will come like she wasn't saying in the context of a man will complete you but mm -hmm. she said it more of like this attitude you have if you are married and living with a man he will not take it from you sort of thing mm, it gotcha. only takes a man a specific who loves type you. of man yeah. yes it gotcha. takes someone My who loves you beyond right yeah so yeah so yeah. Like, would put take, up with this like okay. so like i can sleep for 24 hours <laughs> okay so my mom would like but how will you cook for your family? You mm. sleep all the, you sleep all day. You won't get up and clean. You're so lazy. We cook and we come and we feed you in bed. Mm -hmm. And she says, and you won't still eat. No, and I would <laughs> like you get like you wake up and eat. No, I just want to just rest a little bit. Mm. Rest from what? You've been <laughs> resting. Sleeping <laughs> <laughs> uh, is work. I don't know if people would understand that. You're just tired. Yeah. Sometimes the body when the body needs it, it just yeah. You just wake up it. and then you just want to take a little exactly. nap. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, so stuff like that. So it wasn't um necessarily. In fact, I remember when we're going to get married. She kept telling me. She said, um, "You should, as a woman, be." She said it was in our days that we had to marry early because we had as much children to have. Mm. But she was like, "For you, honestly, 
it you don't need to rush this marriage you guys should just date mm. and then when you're like self-sufficient then you're married that way you're not dependent so that's the kind of person my oh, mom that's was nice. yeah that's however awesome. she just felt like i was a lazy person mm. and my husband will run away right, <laughs> that's how right. She felt. okay yeah. gotcha yeah, yeah that that tracks yeah. <laughs> so like i just want to understand your journey with beauty mm-hmm. back home and mm-hmm. your journey with beauty here. here would you say like maybe immigration or your journey to this part of the world actually triggered it even more or it actually made you see that potential in yourself and see that beauty in yourself because i'm just speaking from from yes. my own yes. um, perspective because I have personally, I have struggled with beauty here. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, here? Like, okay. I know the way I look back home, and mm-hmm. I know how I used to look mm-hmm. when I want to go out. Like yes. my fashion is always, I have to look at myself very well before I go. Like I used to see myself as, ah, you can't dress, mm-hmm. but here you can't even dress because you use jackets to cover <laughs> And then when you now decide, oh, I don't you. care about what's inside, and then maybe you get to work, you remove your jacket. Sometimes I feel like. If people see me dressed up, maybe in the summer or something, they might not know me. Who you are, and then yeah. it downs down the way I want to dress up, right? Because I feel like I have that homeless side of me, like where I'm looking on house. <laughs> and then I'm looking like, and so like, I'm just wondering like, how have you, and recently I've also really struggled with beauty and body positivity. Mm-hmm. On my phone, you would see different pictures of me taking photos of my tummy mm. and I'm like just trying to look at myself and I'm always constantly asking like why do I look big even though I'm more stressed here mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but I feel like I look big and like back home I wasn't looking that way and then I've decided okay I want to start going to work out like even this morning I spent two hours in the g- gym one hour doing high intensity workout mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. another hour doing like yoga and like just trying to get myself it just so I'm just wondering, like, how did beauty and body positivity look back home? And how does it look for you, look like for you here in Canada? And and I'm, I'm so, yeah, I'm glad that you asked that question. And this is something a lot of people struggle with. And uh, and this is not me. I'm, I'm really trying. You know how you say um, without with all due respect then you go ahead and disrespect <laughs> <laughs> that's not what I'm trying to do but just a heads up I'm not trying to put anyone down mm. but I felt more pressured in Nigeria mm. than here because in Nigeria people will walk up to you and say why haven't you changed your hair mm. how many times do you want to use the same color mm. why are you always using brown why don't you use gold you know like mm. that stuff like that so there's always that pressure why are you not wearing makeup are you sick Mm. you know stuff like that (laughs) and here i find that here there's less judgment Mm. and Mm. i was able to i feel it was easy in fact we went to nigeria last year i had a conversation with my doctor i'm quite close with my family doctor so i was having a conversation with him he's nigerian and i was telling him that my ultimate test will be when i go back to nigeria we went back for a month Mm -hmm. if i'm pressured to wear makeup then i'll know i maybe I just moved from Nigeria. Maybe I didn't gain any confidence. That's what mm-hmm. I was saying to myself. Because in Nigeria, people will go to a... Um, like, makeup artist. Yes, makeup artist, like a professional, yeah. mm-hmm. to ha- have them made up just for an evening out with mm-hmm. friends. Like the pressure is worse. so much. <laughs> yeah. 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 So, yeah. So, there's that. So, 
In Nigeria, I felt more pressure. There was the pressure to make your hair every two weeks. Mm. Like back in the day when it was weaves, weave-ons and all of that, you want to retouch like the... Because now people use like full wigs and... Yeah. Um, right lace fronts yeah I'm so sorry if i'm saying this wrongly <laughs> <laughs> so it covers but back in the day we weren't even doing team natural right. it was like tons of relaxer mm. and then they'll be like oh my god i can see undergrowth exactly yeah. Yeah. Like, like a week and a half yes like yeah. a week and a half your natural hair starts coming up so you mm. had to so i felt like there was so much pressure to be a particular way that we mm. got into that jive and you got kind of like addicted to it but here there's less pressure if you're going to if you're going to like do groceries, you don't have to wear makeup or wear fancy clothes. Mm-hmm. In fact, if you wear fancy clothes, people will look at you like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. is there yeah. a party happening here? You, you so you exactly, get what I mean. So yeah. there's there was less pressure, so it was mm. easier for me to embrace myself here. I don't know what the journey would have been for me. I feel mm. like it would have been a steeper journey, um, if it was back home. Because it's it's so interesting because we say Western civilization, Western culture is the one that gets us to flatten our hair, straighten our hair and all of that. Mm-hmm. But I find here people embrace like their natural hair mm-hmm. more. Maybe it's just the times. Maybe in Nigeria too, people are embracing their natural hair. I really, I'm not very 100% in touch with what's the trend mm-hmm. back home. Mm-hmm. But at least from the little I see... Um, people still really have to yeah, wear tons of makeup, wear wigs, mm. whereas that's not the case here. I see people wearing, carrying their natural faces, mm. um, carrying more natural hair here mm. than that's whatever. Really so, interesting. Yeah. This is interesting. But you, because you felt yeah. more pressure. Uh, that, the thing is, internally you maybe it, externally. Yeah, yeah, you saying it is kind of creating a bit of nuance for me because mm-hmm. I feel like maybe you're not that kind of person who likes to do like likes to do makeup and do all those kind of things. Mm-hmm. And so you feel like, oh, this is a relief. Okay. But for me, I'm the kind of person who likes to look, like do all those kind of yes. things. Yes. And then coming here, I feel like there's nothing to push me to do it. Yes. And then I'm looking at myself uh, and I'm now a shadow of myself. Yes. So I uh, Yes, exactly. Yeah, okay. And I understand what you're saying because yeah. then... It wasn't necessarily that someone was pushing you, but that's what everybody was doing. So yeah. you thought you had to do it up to the point where it just becomes kind of like a rhythm. Yeah. So you're just into that drive. I'm going to work. I have to be all decked up. Right. Every single five days a week. This Ooh. is And then Saturday, you're going to... How dare you wear the shop right and you're not wearing makeup? Yeah. Oh my God. Do you church? You have to go to church. You have to go to church. Yeah. I'm just exhausted. That's just the rhythm. So that's what I said to myself. I was like, I'll go back to Nigeria for a month and I'll see if that will drive me. And I went out with my friends and we took a picture and my friend was telling me, oh my God, my foundation looks like a masquerade. And I'm like, yeah, that's how it looks every time you guys post on Facebook. See it. You're like, yeah, it's, yeah, that's what it looks yeah. like. Yeah, yeah, it's that. that's interesting. It's that really interesting. Like for me, growing up, mm. I remember growing up. Like, my mom used to say something that if I go to church and I see somebody else's hair, and I'm just like, oh, I like that hair. That's the hair I want to do next, mm-hmm. right? And then if I see something, I'm like, oh, and my dad would be like, oh, my daughter, that kind of thing. But immediately, my dad traveled. I remember my mom took me to the barber shop mm-hmm. and <laughs> scraped my hair. That thing did something to my self-image. Oh, Even no. the barber was like, because everybody oh. knew me. They were like, ah, oh, 
only that kind of thing like i was this very little if you see my daughter like how she is and everybody's like oh she's so cute that's the same like everybody likes oh you're so cute that kind of thing and it used to make me so happy and i would so the thing my mom would be looking at me and she's like what is wrong with this girl at this age and she's already doing this kind of thing and so my mom waited for me and she took me to the barber shop i remember the barber saying ah yeah, on you. Don't do this kind thing. Come on, cut it Our hair is very important. Yeah. I found out back home. Our oh, hair is very oh, important to us. I was, I was four okay. or five, and I felt so. You, I yeah, you I felt, felt so bad. Yeah. Like it really, because we feel like our hair yeah. is our hair defines us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It really messed with my self esteem, mm. and I try to do that for my daughter. Like if she's if. Every time people tell her you're so cute, I try to also affirm her and tell her you. Even when she says, or she's like, I want to wear this. Or I'm like, okay, I don't want, because I put myself back then. And it's crazy that I remember things from my childhood more than yeah. I remember from yesterday. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> but like, that's the thing. Yeah. That's our impressionable yeah. age. So Yeah. So it's... like, I just try to make sure my daughter doesn't feel that way. Even though I don't know how she could grow up and say her mom, her mom did something like mess yeah, with no. her, that kind of thing. And that's the thing. thing too, especially like mm. when it comes to raising children too. Mm. I always say there's really no manual to it. Yeah. And I, I'm not even bragging. I'm not like, I don't know one bad mom. Mm. All of us are just trying our best. Yeah. You know. Mm. So and, don't, yeah. don't, I, I'm just trying to, I'm not, you don't need me to validate you, <laughs> but I'm validating you to say that you're doing your best and trust me. I don't think she's going to say that. I always say, I can't wait to see the book my kids will write about me. Hmm. I don't know. I will run away. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because my son says to me that, Mommy, you're so funny, but I love you. Aww, and I'm like, that sweet. bothers me so much. <laughs> <laughs> I love it, but I think you're so funny. You but know, I love you. I love you yeah. despite that. I think that. that funny is a good, <laughs> yeah. no, I don't think it's a positive type of funny. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are you so He's funny. respectfully telling me I'm a not yes. case. <laughs> <laughs> you, know, like, you are very funny, but I love you. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. so, yeah, so yeah there's that but we're trying our best and mm-hmm. i i don't think you're and i agree with you like with my daughter i've always i know i had issues with uh, my hair and all of that growing up so it's the same thing for me too i would always tell her like kayla you're so beautiful it doesn't matter what your hair looks like that's mm-hmm. why i always tell her and to be honest some part of that is because i'm lazy have her hair two bonds on Monday I'm like also such a cute look and I tell her I said you know what's so good I'm sorry I didn't make your hair over the weekend but guess what you're so beautiful (laughs) you're like luckily it doesn't matter (laughs) you look amazing I love that so yeah so that's where we are sometimes she'll want extensions in her hair she's 12 now she wants colored extensions Mm -hmm. and sometimes I'm like Kayla I am so tired and then that's another thing she doesn't let anyone else do her hair I don't know Mm. how we can how sustainable that would be oh, yeah. 12 years i braid now okay, <laughs> thanks yeah. to kayla so yeah so um i'll tell her oh kayla i am so tired can i just like con roll is that okay she was like yeah it doesn't really matter mommy you say it doesn't matter i say yeah it doesn't mm. you're actually very beautiful if i even mm. just do like two huge con rolls and she goes to school um 
she's good. And then the next day she comes with braids and she says, her, her friends would tell her, she say, your hair just grows, <laughs> changes length <laughs> oh <my gosh. laughs> in between. Oh my gosh, how did your hair get so long? Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So today your hair is short. Like, yeah, and they're yeah, like, oh, you cut, your, you cut your hair. Now it's long again. I'm like, come on, do the math. It's yeah. like not that hard to figure I out. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, oh, why is your hair? Your hair doesn't respond to gravity. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it goes like, oh up. My it gosh. doesn't go down. Yes. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Okay. So beauty and body positivity. We yes. talked about beauty. How about your, like, after you, I'm just curious, like, after you had your kids. Yes. How did your body influence your mental health postpartum? Hmm. Personally, I am someone who, in fact, I have struggled with body image as mm. a whole, as a whole. And you know how it is. It doesn't happen to everybody. There are some people that are so blessed. Their genes are like on point. Mm. They have a baby and the next day, Kim Kardashian got nothing on them. I feel like you're yeah. one of those kind of people. Don't even. Don't even. <laughs> if you see, like, the work I put in, and mm. recently I was reading, I was like, come on, you guys, don't take this away from me. They were saying that if you over-exercise, maybe you're having body issues. I'm like, no, I am not. <laughs> don't, don't take this away from me. Don't take it away from me. But yeah, so most times, every at the end of the day, is the underlying feeling. How are you feeling inside? Mm. Because when you talk about body image, sorry, again, I'm going to make reference to something I read. I read a lot, so much that I sometimes don't even know what I'm referencing. Mm. But this is something I read. There are different types of body image. There's the affective body image. That's how you feel about your body. Then there is the perceptive body image. That's how you see your body. There's the mm. cognitive body image. That's how mentally... You picture yourself and that's how come you pick a cloth and you say, this will size me, but it's a size 20. It's huge and you're yeah. not that person. Oh. And then, yeah, then there's a behavioral. Oh. Some people feel, um, they will tell you, oh yeah, no, I'm a size maybe small. But the way they behave, they behave like they're very big. You get so yes so dump it's, yourself it's, in it's different um types of self-image yeah i feel like there's so many there's so many pieces of it because i'm like yeah i think that component just for like if somebody is having a really bad body image day or something like that th those pieces of just like that need to look a particular type of way naked doesn't actually serve any functional purpose exactly. and that reminder of you know patience and all of those things are so important but I also think what is so important is just the that recognition and realization of just how deeply rooted fat phobia is in is. our culture and this yes. idea that it yes. is bad to be fat and it is bad to have a tummy and it's mm. just not it's and not. so just it's getting just and so it does I, it's just and natural it's literally just the human it's body it's so funny that when um when someone doesn't like and again no no not putting anyone down as long as you're healthy mm -hmm. right and mm -hmm. you're fit you're able to do the basic things like go grab something come sit properly get up when you have to get up and all of that right personally like when i see people i will see how beautiful they are but once you even compliment them they'll say yeah i need to lose like 50 pounds like mm -hmm. We how <laughs> like you mm -hmm. look so beautiful yes if you want to trim for whatever reasons go for it mm -hmm. but you look so beautiful and i wish like i don't know if we said it more if it showed more in the media i guess and that's another thing too right social media tv print media all of that just kind of promotes a type of 
mm-hmm. beauty. Mm. It's good to see that it's 2023 and that's gradually changing. People are learning to embrace themselves more. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's exactly there's yeah. that. And there's I think that. there's that childhood piece too of like, I mean, you're saying you're not like always talking about your body. You know, you're yes. too skinny. You need to you're eat more. Skinny, or yes. like, I mean, for me, it was the reverse. Like, I feel like we're just always talking about women's bodies and we're yes. always critiquing their mm. bodies. Yes. So it's like, regardless of what you're getting, either way, you're just rich growing up with this narrative of what my body is doing really matters, which mm-hmm. it doesn't. If you're mm-hmm. feeling good and you're mm-hmm. feeling strong and you're feeling healthy and you're feeling like, all of those things and, you know, everybody has their own thresholds for everything. Yeah. But it just, I feel like, I know for me, it's 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 consumed at so- certain points of my life. It has just consumed me and it's like, what my body looks like matters so much. And in, re- in reality, it's irrelevant most of the time yes, when yeah, it comes to who you are uh, and what you and offer yeah, and all exactly, of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. I agree with that. Can I butt in there? Yes, go <laughs> for it. Just a little bit. So I feel like this thing is just a mental and personal thing, mm-hmm. right? Some people don't have, me personally, I do not have a problem with like um looking at certain like different body types there are different body types and there's a reason why god created people different shapes and right? sizes mm-hmm. yeah yeah but like as a personal thing i'm not trying to look good for anybody mm-hmm. to look at me and compliment me and say you look so beautiful i want to be able to look at the mirror and i'm proud of the person i see mm-hmm. and i feel like that in like it has an adverse effect on me mentally and psychologically because sometimes, like like I said earlier, I have so many photos of myself and my tummy and everything. And sometimes I go back and I look at my photos from 2013 and I'm like, oh, look at this fine girl. <laughs> <laughs> and in 2013, you didn't feel that way. And in 2013, <laughs> exactly. The funny thing is, in 2013, I felt like I was too skinny. <laughs> and I wanted to add some weight. But yeah. like, in the right in places. The, of course, of course. Right? Like, yeah. But at the in same a hot time. Way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I've always had like, I've always had this shape behind. But at the same time, I just wanted to put on weights in some other places and just look nice. But now I'm like, okay, yeah. Sometimes I also tell myself, because sometimes I'm like, after my first child, I didn't have any marks on my tummy. Mm-hmm. But after my second child, I started mm-hmm. to notice like my tummy's a little bit squished and oh my god this yeah. is so embarrassing <laughs> <laughs> but like i started to yeah. yeah i started to notice that and me as a person nobody sees it but it bothers me when i'm in the bathroom and i'm trying to brush my teeth about you to get in the bathroom and i see it and i know what my body looked like before mm-hmm. if i didn't have that kind of body before it's a different case but the fact that i know what my body looked like before and i didn't want that like so i just it's a thin line between saying, oh, this is a personal thing for me. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. at the same time, shaming other, like, other okay, body yes, types. Okay, yes, no, I understand, right? yeah. It's just you trying to say, sometimes I also tell myself, I'm like, your body made a miracle. Like, you carried two kids in your tummy. Not at the same time, but at least. So, like, it's just you being comfortable in your own skin, especially when your mental health is at stake. So self-affirmations, self-positivity, um, it's not lying to yourself. It's mm. telling yourself the truth, but kindly. So there's, this, there's a big difference between, and I'll, I'll, take, I'll explain some things and then I'll go there. There's something called self-worth. Self-worth is something that is 100% from the day we were born 
until the day we die. What price do you pay for a life? It's priceless. That's self-worth. A newborn baby or an old man that has just one day to live. We're all priceless. There's no price you can pay to bring that life back or to create that life, right? Mm -hmm. So that's self-worth. So let's put self-worth by the side. Now, mm -hmm. what I'm trying to say is if you love yourself unconditionally, especially with that self-worth in mind, mm. whether there's a squished up skin or it has stretched out or you have abs, you love yourself at the 100% of what you're worth, right? So yes, you can push yourself to work. It doesn't mean you hate what you see. You love yourself whether you succeed in this exercise or not. And that's the level where I am at. Right. I love myself unconditionally. I've been saying that to myself for over how many years? I believe it. I love myself unconditionally. I look at myself in the mirror. I have a mom pouch and I went to Nigeria. I've gained like 10 pounds because I did not control the fufu I was eating. Like, I, <laughs> I am not even I'm not even going to apologize about that. I, oh, I, I, I didn't even like I was eating because I knew I don't know when I will see this again. Yeah, so exactly. I didn't control everything they brought on the table. I ate. Mm. So I packed on 10 pounds and I do not like it. Does it reduce this? Does it discount my self-worth? No, mm -hmm. still, I'm still priceless. There's no price you can place on my life. There's no discount. I love myself unconditionally. Do I want to lose the 10 pounds that I packed on? Yes. If I do not lose those 10 pounds, does it discount who I am? No, it doesn't. Does it discount my worth? No. Mm -hmm. And I found that, unfortunately, or I don't know if it's fortunately or unfortunately, self-worth, people mistake self-worth for self-esteem. Mm. So once their self-esteem starts dropping, they think their self-worth okay. is lowered. You're 100% you're beautiful. It doesn't take anything from you, whether you lose the weight or not. So you tell yourself the truth. I've told myself the truth. I would, the last time I went to the hospital, my doctor told me, Maria, you need to lose some weight. We're beginning to see some trends that we do not like. So I was like, okay, yeah, sure. I'll work on that. Does that reduce my, my self-worth? No. And because it doesn't reduce my, I've worked to the point in my life where it doesn't affect, it doesn't discount, it doesn't take away from my self-worth. My self-esteem is still intact. Mm. Even though I called my sister and she was like, oh, the chicks. The chicks are drooping. <laughs> but, and we were having a good laugh before. I would even go to bed and maybe even cry. and say, Oh my God, what am I going to do? I've gained weight. Mm. I have to lose weight. Whoa. It's not that way anymore. I have to lose weight because it's the healthy thing to do for me. Um, I, I live with a condition and I have to go check myself every couple months. I have to do blood work, do brain scans, do whatever. So my doctor told me, your last set of results, we need to do something too. You were very, very like you were 100% living, clean health bill. And then you've packed on some weights. Your blood pressure is beginning to pick up and all of that. So you need to work on that. And I'm like, okay. I know it's hard, but I'm going to, you know, mm -hmm. do something about it. I'm going to take my time and create time and do that. But it doesn't mean I look at I look at myself in the mirror and I know I have lots of work to do. But it, I make sure it doesn't like take down my myself. It doesn't affect my self work. Can never be discounted. It's not. It's mm. beyond me. It's not something I can control. Mm. That's how God made us. Mm. But I make sure it doesn't affect my self esteem, mm. and that's what I'm trying to encourage you to remember. Your even if people who get like maybe in a car accident or in a war, they get amputated, they don't have like 100% of their body parts, their life is still like priceless. 
-hmm. Your self-worth is something that can never be, you can never take away from it. It's mm -hmm. always 100. It never drops. So that's what it is. And if, if you always put that at the back of your mind, even if something is not physically perfect on your body, remember your self-worth is 100%. It mm -hmm. doesn't take away, it doesn't take anything away from you. Mm -hmm. So you're beautiful. You love yourself unconditionally. Whether you succeed in your weight journey or your body journey, like transforming your body or not, your self-worth is 100%. Mm. I know your immigration journey mm -hmm. didn't just start. Like it's been a long, it's almost 11 or 12 years now, right? No. So we actually moved in 2014. Oh. So, oh. You're right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it feels, I still yeah. feel so brand new here. <laughs> really? Why do you think you feel so brand new here? Um, I think it's still, it's, I don't say it's in my mind because actually that's what it is. I, um, I turned 42 this year. Mm -hmm. So I live what, 33 years mm. in Nigeria. Yeah. So it's so hard to, and, and I see Calgary as home. I, mm. I don't see it otherwise. However, I've lived majority of my life not here. Mm. So it's so hard to see myself as like an indigene here. You get what I mean? Yeah. I always feel like a visitor somehow. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's that makes sense because mm. like most of your life was spent somewhere else, right? Yes, and then that's right. just dropping that and embracing another part of the world. Yes, it's just like, ah, yes. uh, my. Sometimes I'm like, am I a fraud? Like, am I? <laughs> yeah. I know there's that feeling. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. So um, moving here, mm -hmm. first of all, are there some notions that you've gotten from like the white counterparts or people here mm -hmm. that you feel like this person ha actually has it twisted about Nigerians and you hmm. would like to correct that notion? Yes, one and this is one I, I talk about. Um, so, and this is a very popular one. Mm. Nigerians specifically, we have a way of speaking. Mm. We are very direct people, mm -hmm. and and that was one of my biggest culture shocks. So, I feel like Canadians, um, and I do I don't mean like white or like people who were born and raised here and don't know otherwise mm. they would always feel like maybe we are rude mm. and they would take offense to something you would say but we're very direct people like if i wanted you to close the door i'll tell you only please close the door mm. but that's rude because here they will say um do you mind or would you do you think you could close the door? Like, <laughs> it make it sound like an option, yeah, but it's not. It's not, yeah. <laughs> so, but when we say it without the option there, it mm. sounds like you're rude. Mm. Like, Anya, need, you need to attend this meeting. It sounds like a command. Mm. But they would say, do you think you can yeah. attend that meeting? And for us, that means you're asking me my choice. And I'm like, no. You know, so that's one thing that I wish they understood. Like, mm. if you hear an immigrant speak directly like that, they're not being rude at all. Mm. It's just a different culture, mm. you know. That's yes, a so very that's interesting one. one. I remember yes. having a conversation with my friend 
and she was like there's one of my colleagues that we're just gossiping about <laughs> microaggressions and everything and she was like there's one of my colleagues like can you imagine every time she's supposed to do this thing oh but she will say um Dami, do you think you can do this huh she said in fact she has learned if she said do you think she said no i can't you do it yourself <laughs> I remember, I remember the first time uh, my daughter went to kindergarten. Hmm. This is actually very embarrassing. I'm making a, I'm writing a play and Hmm. this is going to feature in it. Okay. So I, I took my daughter to, it was the first day of school and it was my first time. Everything was first time. I was so confused. I was so worried about my, you know how precious, if you listen from the very beginning, you know how (laughs) precious my kids are to me. So I was so worried. So I went to the teacher and I was trying to tell, ask her like, um, how, where would I pick her up from? Like, I know we're just dropping her off at this door. Will we come back to this? So I said, so, so I went and I said, do you have a minute? Like, I just want to find out. And then she said, um, sorry, can you wait? So I thought it was a question that I had to answer. And I mm. said, no. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't laugh at me. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> she was like, can you wait? Mm-hmm. And I was like, no. <laughs> and she went like, oh, oh, and walked so away. Oh, can I you imagine? Like, what was that about? Exactly. <laughs> like, I was like, oh, what was that about? Yeah. What is that? And I was like, rude? That's mm-hmm. what I thought to myself, yeah. right? But She no. thought you were rude, but yes, now you so thought she I was rude. <laughs> so, it's just different just like, culture. So yeah. But now when I think about it, I cringe so much. Like, oh my God. <laughs> But even when I think about it too, I'm like, it was first day. Mm. So I'm sure she was crazy, crazy busy also trying to mobilize. She was going to be meeting the kids for the first time. Yeah. So, yeah. So there was all of that happening. Mm -hmm. So she just meant... It's but I I what I expected was sorry it's not a good time and I'm like oh okay I'll wait but she could say hold on yes give me yes yeah give me a minute yes. or something she's like, like that. I'm sorry and she was so sweet about it sorry can you wait mm. and I'm like no <laughs> yeah so there is that yeah. so I yeah and and that's the culture here they don't know any different mm. I remember I had a conversation with a manager of mine once and I was telling her that. Canadians don't talk directly. They talk indirectly. And she was like, what are you talking about? Exactly. They don't know. know. Yeah. Yeah. So then when I explained that to her, she was like, wow, that sounds aggressive. Mm. Like the way we Nigerians will talk. She was like, that's very aggressive. And I was like, Okay. And one thing that we are taught when we come here is Canadians are not confrontational. Mm. So I can see why they will go about about almost everything indirectly. Yeah. Because they don't want that confrontation. Mm. Whereas we leave for the confrontation. Oh, <laughs> we always bring it on. Well, yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's <Yeah>. interesting. Okay. <laughs> and then the second question is before moving to to Canada. Is that mm-hmm. something you wish you knew before buying that one-way ticket? Let's see. Um, yes. There mm. are, there are, I feel like I would have, because I find, when. so the difference is when we came here, especially because I didn't have all of the support I used to have in Nigeria. When I say support now, you know how like in Nigeria, you will have like a living caregiver for yeah. your children. Yeah. You will have like someone who opens the gate for you mm-hmm. when you drive in and mm-hmm. you drive out and you drive it to drive the car, car as well. yeah so that gave us kind of like freedom to build on more skills mm. i wish i had known to take advantage of that time because mm. now i have so much i want to do but oh, i course. just don't have 
like the time mm. i would like to we have so much um what's it called like we have so much resources mm. i'm currently learning how to creatively write like mm. i want to become a creative writer and i think i was telling yeah, you about it. i'm in yeah, a mentorship mm. yeah so i had the time but you know nigeria will use it for faji yeah. partying going out socializing so i had all of that free time i had support that if i had gone into it at that time i would have done it comfortably i would have built up on those skills and then now that i'm here i would have used those skills for mm. you know whatever but now I have these resources, but then there's no time. So if I had known, I would have. And this is what I tell anyone that wants to come. In the time when you're waiting, use it to pack on as much skills mm. as you can. Mm. Yeah, That's interesting. But then do you think like the kind of skills you would have acquired would have fit into this environment? Yes, I feel yes, it will. It depends on the skills we're talking about. So, for example, I had a conversation with someone yesterday. He was a practicing accountant in Nigeria. Mm. He went all the way in his this the professional um, exam, ACCA, mm. and somehow he just didn't finalize in it. So now he's here and he has to start CPA from the scratch. Mm. Whereas if he had the ACCA, he would just have to take like a conversion exam. So that's usually the thing. It may not translate 100%, but mm. you may just need to do one conversion exam and mm. then you're good. But now you have to start from the scratch. And mm. remember, you don't have support and you have children. Mm. So that makes sense. That, yeah. I think that kind of mm. helps me because I did my first year seat in Nigeria. You see? Yeah, I did. But it wasn't because that was what I wanted. Because when I was even listening to you talk about your journey and everything, mm -hmm. that would have been the same journey I had, if you not see. for COVID. Because oh. COVID came and I had to have my baby in Nigeria. Oh. Yeah. So I, oh. I ended up doing my first year with a newborn baby. Yeah. In, but the plan was, oh, I was going to have her here. Mm. But the whole loophole and everything. And then there's also a hole, I think, in the story about you waiting three years yes for what happened like why did you oh, have to wait three so years? back in the day when mm -hmm. you applied for immigration it mm -hmm. was like applying for like a visiting visa it was called oh. immigration visa you okay. would just apply for it okay there was no express entry or mm. all of that mm. so you would apply and the wait times could go between two to five years really yeah so and then it became two years. So we started contemplating. We got married in 2008. We started contemplating moving. And then in 2010, finally, we're like, okay, we're going to do this. And then we actually started in 2010. And then I got pregnant. And then we told, uh, we used it. We worked with a lawyer, an immigration lawyer. Mm. Then we spoke to her about it. And she said, you know what? It's best you have the baby and then apply for the baby. So we had a baby, then we applied for the baby. So it had stalled. We had a baby in 2011, January. Then we now applied for the baby, applied for all three of us. And then it worked. They processed it to like two years in, say, 2012. Then 2013, there was a flood in, I think there was a flood in Calgary in 2013. Mm. It slowed things up. Oh. And I don't know, the, I think there was a recession also. There's something happened. Yeah. It just kind of put everything in a stop yeah. and we were in Nigeria so we didn't know what was going on mm. and I didn't apply by myself so we didn't even know how to follow we just used to check in with the lawyer mm. and she'll be like a lot is going on just take your mind off of it and then we were like you know what 
we had we were tired of waiting, putting our lives on hold for that. We had mm. saved. I remember my husband won't even let us go out or buy anything. Mm. Like we need every dollar when we go to Canada. We had saved up all of the money we had, and then we just gave up and we're like, okay, whatever. We moved on our lives, and I went on. I had a, I was pregnant. I was going to have a baby, because I I almost there's that huge gap between my children too because. Mm. I didn't want to, the, the lady, the lawyer told us that if you have another baby, we'll have to go all over again and start the process afresh. Wow. So at that time, I just said, you know what, I'm not going to wait forever. I went ahead, I had, a, uh, I was pregnant, I was going to have the baby. And then one day we just received a no notice saying, send in your passports. And they stamped it, sent it back. And they were like, you have to leave before November 22nd. Wow. And we're like, Oh, the process was so different back yeah, then. Yeah, it was. It was. You would just apply for visa and that's it. Oh, that's mm. very interesting. I feel mm. like that's very important too for people to yeah. to know that side of Yeah. Although yeah. things have really changed. Things now, have changed. And yeah. our lawyer then she told us, she shut even told us by twenty fourteen when we were like when they give us the one month to leave, mm. to either come or forfeit the whole process. We had spent so much because we used an immigration lawyer and she was based in Canada, so we're paying her um, Canadian dollars. Mm. But the exchange rate wasn't too, too bad. I think it, it was like 160 or so, so yeah. it wasn't too bad. Yeah. So but we're paying her in dollars and... Um, it was then, way less than one. It was USD that was actually 150 right back then yeah yeah, yeah. way less yeah. than that but yeah. i remember towards that time was when buhari was trying to come in good luck yeah. buhari yeah. changed and yeah. things started you okay. know whatever yeah. so yeah so um then she 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 told us then she we were like you know what can we just maybe it's too short we're like it's just too short like we have moved on our lives I think we bought a car or I think with mm. the money we, we decided that you know what we can now spend this money so we started spending the money living mm. lavish and Imagine. then oh this God, happened this immigration so, <laughs> so then we, then the lady told us and then we said you know what let's just have the baby and then we'll just apply all over again and she said they're actually in the process of changing things mm. and it's they. she said I feel like they're targeting Africa, Nigeria specifically. Mm. It's going to make it more difficult for the Nigerians to apply. Wow. That's what the lawyer told us. Yeah. Because so the government said, had changed and yes. things were getting bad. Crime yeah. rate had gone up. Yeah. That so that's what sense. she said to us. So we just took the opportunity and we came. So do you think that was, in retrospect, do you think that was a good thing that you did that? Yes, yeah. <laughs> because when I hear of it's so confusing when I hear of all this provincial nomination express mm. entry and sometimes people reach out to me, they say, Maria, how can I come to Canada? And I'm like, our process was so straightforward. Yeah. You just went and applied for like how you apply for tourist visa. Yeah. They'll ask you reason for, for visiting. You say immigration. Mm. That was it. There was nothing. Mm. There was no special go write this, go do that. Yeah. I did not write IELTS. I didn't mm. do any of that. So, yeah, no, I do not regret it yeah, at all. I don't. I don't. And then I just want to be able to bring this back to beauty and yes. body positivity. Mm -hmm. What would you say, like, if you had known about what you know now, mm -hmm. what do you think you would have done? And what would you say to people back home? Yeah. Right. About the way we take beauty and everything and like in comparison to here so what i would say to people back home and this is 
even just not even people just back home. I feel like to everyone, mm. I feel the journey or the fight against body positivity is it begins with you. Mm. If you embrace yourself and accept your beauty as you are and you will not project on other people. If you see someone who's very beautiful, you appreciate the person and you will not project that person on yourself. It's going to go, the journey will, it will speed up the process so much faster mm. than creating campaigns or mm. TV commercials that are um, promoting positivity. If we all worked on ourselves and accepted ourselves as we are, mm. it will the journey will be faster. Like, I don't know how to say this, but what I'm trying to say basically is just let's think about it this way. Most times you see someone on TV, the person looks a particular way and then you start wishing you looked like that person mm. and start killing yourself to look like that person, not knowing their genealogy mm. and how come they are the way they are, mm. right? But if you accepted yourself the way you are, you won't be so bothered by how that other person looks. You can appreciate the person's beauty, mm. but you don't have to project that person on yourself, mm. right? So it will leave us living very satisfied lives and appreciating one another as against trying to kill ourselves to be like the next person. Like Nigeria, the, the current trend of BBL, like it's just... Everybody just has the same stature, like... Oh my goodness, box especially in Lagos. <laughs> yes. What yes. is going on? Yeah, that's that that and and it really sucks. It's, it's really very sad. Yeah. It's it's really 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 sad. Mm. It's really sad. Some people have even died just yes. trying to look a certain yes. way. Like yes. why? Yes, and then it and it's. I'm sorry to say this, but it's our own fault. We would like to maybe push it on the media, and this is mm. a conversation one day I had with my husband. I said people will say, "Oh, it's the peer pressure." Mm. Okay, if you accept for the peer to pressure you, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. If I and I said, I said, for example, my husband was like, um, I said, what, for example, and I, I love Tiwa Savage, she's one of my favorites, mm. right? Whatever Tiwa Savage sells, we will buy. Mm. Whatever she sells, we will buy. Mm -hmm. It's her choice to sell nudity. Exactly. It's her choice. If she wears a long flowing gown, we will stay by. Mm -hmm. We will be like, this is the dress I want now. Yeah. So That's it's her right. choice to expose herself. And I, do, I'm, I don't live in her world. I don't know why she would choose to maybe sometimes expose herself. I don't mm -hmm. know what pressures her. I don't know her decisions. Maybe that's maybe it's not pressure. Maybe mm -hmm. that's her just expressing herself. Yeah. Right? So that's the thing. If I see someone with a big butt and I feel I should go inflate my butt to that size, I don't see how that person pressured you to do it. This mm -hmm. is you. It's your choice. Yeah, it's your choice. Mm. If, if you accept yourself the way you are, appreciate the person without projecting that person on yourself, mm. I feel it will heal the world faster than all of these campaigns, all these hashtags, all of these movements we're having to, pro um, to, to pro like project body positivity, mm. like present it like teach it to the younger ones if mm. only we would accept it ourselves mm. self-taught mm. it, it will go faster the journey will go faster yeah that's right yeah thank yeah. you so much is there yeah. anything you would like to say maybe an affirmation or just yes. last words for yes people? my last word is i love myself unconditionally this is one thing i will give to it's like a gift i would give to anyone who's listening the first time you say it to yourself 
You may even laugh because how? But when you start saying it, it's easier to forgive yourself. It's easier to be kinder to yourself. It's easier. Like it just makes life easier. Sometimes I do something and I know what I've done is really embarrassing. It's just, okay, Maria, you've outdone yourself. But then I always end it up with, I love myself unconditionally, whether I go out and goof or not, or I try things and I fail, I still love myself unconditionally. So mm. it keeps me happy. It keeps me, I'm not, I won't take out on myself. Like I won't take it out. You will never slap yourself, right? Like, yeah. yeah. So I embrace my mistakes. Um, I embrace them. I accept that it's just me. I'm trying my best here, right? Mm. So yeah, that's what I'll leave with everyone. Please Always affirm to yourself until, say it until your body believes you. Mm. And then you see it actually start manifesting. You see it start happening. You see it, you, you see yourself start treating yourself better. And it goes a long way. You see yourself eating healthier. You see yourself wanting to be better. You see, you know, like that. So mm. I start with, I love myself unconditionally. Mm. Thank you so much, Maria. <laughs> I think this was awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank so you. so happy. Hi. Adios. Adios. <laughs> Diary of a Niger Immigrant is presented by Afros in the City in collaboration with Through Oni's Lens. You can keep up with us on Instagram by following Afros in the City, following Through Oni's Lens, and of course, following Diary of a Niger Immigrant. Once you've done all that, just keep listening. Rate us, review us, love us, root for us. Until next time. <laughs>